Okay, okay. So, before I even start, this is going to be a little bit of a weird podcast because usually we do Saturday episodes, right? Well, I'm recording this on Friday, and it'll be available for you guys to hear it on Saturday. But right now, it's Friday. So, uh, I don't know the outcome of Game 5. I wish I'd w- I wish I could tell you guys the outcome, um, but I'm not going to be able to. <laughs> um, but this is going to be it. So, this is a Friday. It's Friday, and this is usually our Saturday episode. Um, it'll be available for you guys on Saturday, but um, it, it, it's, it, we're, I'm in Friday. <laughs> I'm in Friday, it's Friday. So let's get it started. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Let's get it started. <laughs> That's funny. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of IKP. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Lakers can win game five tonight. They will be NBA champions. I'm going to let it rock for a little bit. Let's get into it. Um, first, welcome back to another episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast. Um, this is episode one sixty one. So these things, these 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 podcast episodes, they go by so quick. They go by so quickly. But welcome back. I'm your humble and highly favored host, Isaiah Kid. Um, so I told you guys already about the situations with the the days and episodes, so forth. Okay. Um, so this will be a regular Saturday episode. Uh, I'm going to, so I'm going to break down Thursday night football. Um, we're going to do top 10 teams and my predictions for Sunday of week five. Um, we got a couple games that were, that's on Monday and Tuesday. So that should be interesting. Um, Lakers game five tonight. The Lakers could win tonight. I predicted on Wednesday that the Lakers would win tonight. Um, so I'm going to stick with that prediction. I think the Lakers do win the game, but let's talk about Thursday night football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Chicago Bears. And that was a really good game. Now I predicted the Buccaneers to win. I did not, but I must say, I must admit, I did not realize how many injuries the Buccaneers had. It was a long list of injuries. Um, Mike Evans and Scotty Miller, Scotty, Scotty Miller, those guys played. Um, but Tampa Bay, Chicago's defense really came up big. Let's first Chuck Pagano and that Chicago defense, they played really well. Um, that, that pass rush of Chicago really got to Brady. And that's usually the fo- like, it, it, there's really no way to stop great quarterbacks. There, you know, you, you, you like, especially guys like Brady and Rodgers and Russell Wilson and guys that's been in the league for a long time. They've seen every coverage. They've seen every zone. They know when it's man. It can't really blitz them. 
But usually, you, you, you even want to keep them on the sideline. Or in this case, with Tom Brady, you want pressure in his face. You want pressure in front of him. Um, and you want to be able to do that with a four-man rush. That's why, that's why if you guys notice, teams like I, – I, I love teams like Chicago, uh, Indianapolis, um, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay at times. Those teams can rush the quarterback. They can rush the, pass, they can rush the passer without blitzing. And that's such a plus. Because when you can get a four-man rush and they're able to get to the quarterback effectively and you don't have to send any extra people and you have extra bodies, extra players out in coverage, that is such a plus. And you saw it last night with the Bears. Um, And the Bears' defense, it's been a really good defense. It's been a a really good defense for for the last few years now. Um, But I could tell that pressure that... Hakeem Hicks, um, uh, Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn. You could tell the pressure was being generated by that front four. And it got the Brady a little bit. And, it, 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 you know, quarterbacks have a time clock. And it rushed Brady. It, 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 it disrupted Brady. And some of his throws were off. Um, it, it was just an off night for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. Now, I must say. Third, you know, when the Buccaneers, they started off the game really well. Chicago, the Chicago, Chicago offensively came out really flat. Uh, Nick Foles missed a couple throws, a couple easy throws. They never really generated a good drive on offense. That led to Tampa Bay getting a 13-point lead. But I think this is key. Tampa Bay, once they once Tampa Bay got a 13-point lead, I find I found this really key. After that, the next seven drives, they had eight first downs. Um, they had eight first downs in the next seven drives. And that was big because it gave Chicago's offense and Nick Foles some time to warm up and heat up. And, you know, get, it gave them some time to put together some drives. And at the end of the second quarter, near the second quarter, Chicago defense forced a turnover. Um, Nick Foles are already they already had a big-time touchdown drive. You give Nick Foles and Chicago a shorter field, and Chicago has a 14 to 13 point lead. They have a 13 to they have a one point lead going into halftime. 14 13. Um, but you know what the big difference is with Tampa Bay and New England? That that with that I, that Tom Brady just isn't used to. It's the it, 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 Tampa Bay's loose. Bruce and and this is what this is who Bruce Arians is as a coach. And this is who Tampa Bay is. Bruce Arians, the Buccaneers, they're loose. They're loosey goosey. They you know, a lot a lot of big time penalties, a lot of mistakes. Not, it, 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 that Tom isn't used to. In New England and Belichick his teams are buttoned up, they're disciplined, and they don't beat themselves. If you're going to beat New England, New England's going to force you to beat them. But New England's never going to shoot themselves in the foot. New England's going to never, ne- they're going to never beat themselves. Um, and I think, 
that's the key. That's my key takeaway from this football game. I know it's only week five. It's a 16-week NFL schedule. Um, or well, you know, there might be more weeks due to COVID. But there's a you know, you play 16 games, and this this the Chicago Bears and Buccaneers game that that could be a possible playoff matchup. But I think that was the key difference in the game, the 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 penalties because the penalties were. So, I mean, I I remember New England. I mean, New England. I remember that Tampa Bay. They got they got they got some big time yardage on some of these drives in some of these possessions, and they would get they would they would get into Chicago's territory, but they could never finish off the drives, especially in the second half, because you had penalties, and penalties are drive killers. They are drive killers, and they killed a couple Tampa Bay and Tom Brady's drives. And I think that's I think that's why you saw a bit of the frustration from Tom last night. He's not used to it. But I also must point out, you know, I think when we look when you look at Tom and in this Tampa Bay, when when Tom is losing, and, and he wins a lot, Tom is the GOAT, and I like Tom Brady. But when Tom is losing, he shows a lot of anger. And rightfully so. I mean, it, I mean, of course, who who wouldn't show anger if they're losing? But he shows a lot of anger. He shows a bit of immaturity. He's yelling and cursing and screaming at the coaches and at players, at his teammates. Um, and then you saw him forget the fourth down. He lost track of downs. And then he walks off the field early and didn't, you know, he didn't do the hand. He didn't give Nick Foles a handshake. He didn't give Nick Foles a good game. As the face of the league, I think it's a bad look. I just think it's a bad look. Um, and that's not the first time he did it to Nick Foles because in the Super Bowl when Nick Foles beat Tom Brady, Brady walked off the field. Now, I'm not saying he's not a fierce competitor, but I did hear so I hear I heard similar complaints towards LeBron James in game three. When LeBron James walked off the court in Game Three, I heard I heard so many people coming out and speaking out and how and telling me how bad and how wrong LeBron James was. Well, let's see if this let's see if the same outcry is done and the outpouring is done with this Tom Brady situation because he walked off the field when as time was expiring, the game was a foregone conclusion. And he didn't even he didn't even meet Nick Foles, at, at, you know, in the field at in the middle of the field to give him a handshake, you know, or to you know you, you know how quarterback you know how at the end of the games quarterbacks come up to each other, you know, greet each other, and I just think as the goat, I just think it's you know being one of the premier faces of the league, just not a good look. And plus, I heard the same outcry and the same outpouring and the same, you know, I heard some, I heard some similar people say, oh, LeBron, you can't walk off the, Brady just did it last night. But I think, but I think that's key. The key difference, the key takeaway from this game last night was New England is, New England, Belichick has the Patriots. He has them buttoned up. They're well-disciplined. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't give away the game with penalties. They're, and with Tampa Bay and Bruce Arians, he's loose. 
Tampa Bay, they lead, they led the league in penalties last year. So far, so far in five weeks, Tampa Bay leads the league in penalties this year. And a lot of penalties killed a lot. They they killed some drives last night. And that last penalty, the Shaq Barrett, I I didn't I didn't agree with that call. Uh, I didn't like that call. I didn't really see it in real time, but he got flagged for it. And I mean, if let's let's just be honest, if Tampa Bay get that, if if you know, if if Tampa Bay gets that ball and there's no flag thrown on that play, Tampa Bay they win that game. You give Brady good field position, Tampa Bay most likely wins that game. But it just goes to show you, penalties kill you. Penalties can lose your games, and. That's what it did with the Buccaneers, and I think that is the key difference. That is the key difference. Bruce Arians is loose. Bill Belichick is tight, well thought out. He has his teams ready to play. Bruce Arians, loosey-goosey, playful, you know, and his players not as disciplined. Simple as that. Okay, so top 10 list this week. Uh, We already know Tampa Bay lost, but this is before... The, the the Thursday night game. I put this list together before the Thursday night game. So I'm going to stick with it. You know, I'm, just, I'm all about integrity. I'm going to stick with the top 10 list. Um, even though Tampa Bay lost, <clears throat> they're still going to be within my top 10. Now, like I said, if you, do, if you guys already know, we do this on a regular basis. We do this on a weekly basis. My, I give you guys my top 10 teams that I like. I give you my top 10 teams that I like. Um, and there's a few teams that I that I'm I'm going to talk closely about, but let's get into it. My top 10 list for going into week five. Okay, here it goes. Okay. So at 10, the Indianapolis Colts. So it's funny. I predicted this team to win the AFC South. They got off to a rough start in week one versus Jacksonville. But since then, their defense has been amazing. Their defense is literally first in every category. It, it, their defense is first literally in every category. Their defense is first in points per game, total yards per game, total passing yards. They had they lead the league in seven interceptions. It, it, it's a really good football team. Now, the only thing about the Colts, offensively, they're limited. They have a great O-line, but Phillip Rivers, he ain't where he used to be. And once again, the league is trending into a mobile quarterback stage. And Indianapolis just doesn't have that. But boy, they have a great defense. They have the best defense right now in football. So I got to put Indianapolis at 10. Um, At 9, the Rams. I like Sean McVay. I'm a big Sean McVay guy. Uh, he's so he's so good, but they struggled last week versus the Giants. They this that was they had they had 240 total yards versus the Giants. That was the lowest in the Sean McVay era. So I do think they gotta clean it up. I do think teams are starting to catch on, but I still like the Rams. For one more week, let's see what they do versus the Washington football team. Rams at nine. Um, At eight, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like Pittsburgh a lot. They just haven't beaten 
Uh, they, they haven't beaten quality teams yet. They beat Denver. They beat Houston. And they beat uh, and the Giants. They haven't beat a quality team yet. So I'm still, I'm still on the edge of going all the way with Pittsburgh. I think they're a really good team. Uh, the talent that they have on defense, it's, it, 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 it's, a, it's a top five defense, undoubtedly. But in Mike Tomlin's great defensive mind. But I don't know what this Pittsburgh filler team, I don't know what they're filling. What is their ceiling? I don't know. Um, so I, I just want to see them versus, I just want to see them versus <laughs> compatible teams, competitive teams. They play dumpster fights. So I got Pittsburgh at eight. At seven, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, like I said, don't think about the loss last night because uh, I put this list together before the loss. They do have all offensive line issues. They they must protect Brady. Um, but once again, like I like I, I'm gonna reiterate it again. Tampa Bay, they're so loose, and I think that's a bit of the frustration with Brady. Brady's not used to all the penalties. Brady's not used to the undisciplined. Bruce Arians, he's loosey-goosey. He's loosey-goosey. He beers at five. Like, he, he's loosey-goosey. And Brady's not used to that. And I think that's a bit of the stage that they're trying to get past. But Tampa Bay got to pick this thing up. Um, I do think Brady has found his favorite target, and that's Mike Evans. They have six touchdowns in the first in the first five games. They have six touchdowns, so I did. I, I do think Brady has found his favorite target, Mike Evans. That's important. Um, at six, I know they lost, but I'm a, I'm putting I'm putting the Patriots. I have to go with the Patriots at six. If they have Cam Newton, they beat. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Belichick, great defensive mind. It seems like Belichick has Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid numbers. He put together a great defensive game plan. It wasn't good enough though, um, due to his offense and the lack of. The, I mean, I mean the quarterback position. Brian Hoyer. I mean Hoyer and then Stidham. They didn't help the situation. But I, I'm still going with this New England team at six. They get Cam back, and I think, and they have an easy stretch now. They play like the Broncos. They got an easy stretch, and they got a, they have a they have a couple winnable games coming up. I like the Patriots at six. Um, at four, I like the Ravens. I, I, ew, ew, my bad. At five, at five, New England at six. At five, I got the Seattle Seahawks. I, I really don't love this team. If y'all want me to be honest, I don't love the Seahawks. It's more, it's more of in Russell Wilson I trust. It, 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 Russell Wilson's their saving grace. I mean, their defense—they don't have any pass rush. I'm, I think their the offensive line is mediocre. Russell Wilson's just playing out of his mind. He's the best quarterback in football right now. I don't want to hear no but Isaiah, but Isaiah this. No, 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 no. Russell Wilson's the best quarterback in football right now. He's off to the best four-game start in league history. No doubt. Seahawks at five. At four, the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not going to give up on this team yet. They just can't beat Kansas City. (laughs) Everybody's ready to give up on Baltimore. 
Baltimore still has a really good O line. They still have a really good coach. They still have a really good defense. They still have Lamar Jackson. I, I'm not gonna give up with this Baltimore team because they can't beat Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. Hell, who can? Who can? There's no shame in losing to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. They're the Super Bowl champions. They may be the next dynasty. There's no shame. But I do think this team, it, it's important that they get this passing game going. Um, and, they can, and, and, they, and they don't play well from behind. But I'm not going to sell my stock on Baltimore. I got the Ravens at four. At three, I really love this team. At three, I got the Buffalo Bills. I'm sorry. I got the Buffalo Bills at three. Josh Allen, I think he's the story. His development as a pure pure accurate passer, becoming more precise with his decisions. He's not as loosey-goosey as he was last year. He's still a big, strong, mobile kid, and he has an arm. He probably had... It's between him and Patrick Mahomes for the best arm in the league. His he has a cannon. Um and, and like I said, Buffalo defense it it's not as good as it was last year, but their offense has upgraded from last year. So their their defense is still pretty solid, but it's not as good as it was last year. But their offense is next level. They have a high powered offense. I got Buffalo at three. Um at two, I got the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind right now. Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind. And he's doing a lot of this without Devontae Adams. He's doing a lot of this without Devontae Adams. I think Matt LaFleur in his second year, I'm ready to give it up. I give Matt LaFleur the Isaiah Kitt approval stamp. I give him the approval stamp. It's very hard to get my approval stamp. I give him the approval stamp. In his first 20 games, he's 17 and 3. I can't doubt it no more. He's a really good coach. Packers at two. And then at number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, now I have them at number one, but they're very much beatable. I think Green Bay could beat Kansas City. I think New England could beat Kansas City. I think there's some teams that can beat Kansas City. But when this team is clicking on all cylinders, I think they're the best team in the league. I think they're the best team in the league. They got the best, they got the, you know, one, one of the best quarterbacks, Mahomes. Great offense, explosive offense. We already know. I think the defense, it sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. For the most part, it's been there. But I don't think Kansas, I didn't. I think I don't think Kansas City is as dominant as I thought they were. Um, but I'ma still have Kansas City at number one. And you can cut the music. Uh you can cut the music. So, yeah. I like my top ten list. Um maybe I'll flip-flop Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay. I have Pittsburgh at eight and Tampa Bay at seven. Maybe I flip-flop because Tampa Bay lost. But once again, like I said. I did. I made this top ten list uh, before Thursday night game. I made it before Thursday night's game, so uh, I stuck with it, um, you know. But like I said, I really like Buffalo. I really like Buffalo. I I, I really like Buffalo, 
And I told you guys on the previous episode, I was going to talk more about Buffalo. I think Buffalo, I think the Bills, Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, I think the Bills are legit. They, they, they look like a football team that can get to the AFC championship game. They look, they look like a football team that can get to an AFC championship game. That's how good they look. That's how, that is how good the Bills look. And like I said, their defense isn't as, it, it's not as dominant as it was last year. But remember, last year their offense was very conservative. But with their, off, with their offense being so high powered this year, and Josh Allen has taken his game to the ulti- to the to the next level and he and he's an MVP candidate right now. It's okay if their defense is not as dominant as last year because their offense is better than it was last year. So, I think it's a it's a great balancing act that Buffalo has. And I and and I, and I always say this every Sunday. Cause I, I watch I, I watch the Bills games. Sean McDermott, we I, you know I, I talk about Kyle Shanahan a lot. I talk about Sean McVay a lot, but Sean McDermott might he he he's one of he might be the best young coach in football. Um, I don't think he nearly gets enough uh, credit, or I don't think he gets enough exposure, or I don't think people talk about him nearly enough. Um, and the job that he's doing in Buffalo. He has Buffalo playing really good, really well. I think he's helped Josh Allen's development because we already knew that the talent was there with Josh Allen. But Josh Allen was very raw. He was raw and loose. And sometimes his decision making was iffy. But now he looks sharp. He's polished, button up. And then, and then you, you you put that together with the talent that he has, it's play it's it it's, it 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 fits well with Buffalo, and I think they are a legit AFC contender. Um, I think that you know when we when I was because my big thing with the AFC was, okay, I knew Kansas City and Baltimore were going to be the teams. Those were the two top dogs, Kansas City and Baltimore. But I was I, I, I was I've been wondering. Who's the third best team in the AFC? And many of you guys may say Buffalo. And I think it is Buffalo. And, and some of you guys may argue that Buffalo's better than Baltimore. But Buffalo does have a they have a tough they have a tough stretch coming down. They play the Titans. They play the Steelers, I think. They play the Seahawks. They play the Chiefs. And they play New England twice. So the so the Bills, we we really know how good the Bills are in the next few weeks. They play that they play the Titans on Tuesday. And by the way, it's a weird football schedule this weekend. Titan, they play the Titans on Tuesday. They play the Chiefs. Um, I think very soon actually. Uh, they got the Seahawks coming up, and of course they play New England twice. So we'll see how good Buffalo is. In the last team, the Colts. This was the first time I put the Colts in my top ten. I I wanted to see how they how, how like 
how they do against Chicago last week. They 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 shut down Chicago last week, and their defense is real. Their their defense is real. They they they're first in a lot of categories. <laughs> Indianapolis is first in a lot of categories, and they look like a legit football team. They have they have a Super Bowl level defense, but their offense I think has limitations. I think their offense has limitations. Uh, they have a great offensive line. They probably have the best offensive line in football. But Philip Rivers, you can't really move the pocket with him. I think he has limitations. I think there is a ceiling. But boy, Indianapolis, if they can, if if they can get the quarterback thing situated. Indianapolis is going to be really good because they got they got they have great line play, offense and defense. If they can somehow if they, if that if they can somehow some way, and I'm talking past Philip Rivers, if they can find a way to figure out the quarterback position, they're going to be a really good football. That 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 is a legit team right there. That's a legit team. If it by the way no you know what. If the Colts had Andrew Luck, they'd be a they'd be a Super Bowl team because their defense is that good, and we all know how good Andrew Luck was. We all know how good Andrew Luck was. <clears throat> okay, let's segue uh, to Dwayne Haskins. The Dwayne Haskins situation. Okay, so watch the football team. They draft Dwayne Haskins. Uh, Haskins, high draft pick, first round draft pick, and so. I talked about this on the previous episode a little bit, and I gave you I gave you a reason why. Hey, I said hey, as far as like the Dwayne Haskins situation, I said Washington in Ron Rivera. When they looking at when you're looking at Haskins first four games, I watched I I, I watched Haskins I watched all the Haskins games, and he can make throws, he can make certain throws, but. I pointed out in the previous episode, I said, look at trends. Look at the trend of the league. Look at where the league is trending. The league is trending. The the teams and the quarterbacks that's having success are the quarterbacks that can move and that's mobile and that can throw and that can extend plays. And with Haskins, you just don't get a lot of that. You get, I mean, you just don't, you, you don't get a lot of it. You don't get it at, at, at all. Um, and quite frankly, I mean, his play... I thought he played. I thought he played pretty well against Baltimore, given given the circumstances. Um, he hasn't done anything spectacular, but I would I, I would just I, I would just say, and I would just mention to people, like he has a bad offensive line. With uh, with he, he has a below average skills unit. The only legitimate receiver that. Most of you guys can name on Washington's football team is Terry McLaurin, but outside outside of that, there, there, there there's no reliable targets that Haskins have, and you're asking a guy who barely play, he played only one year of college football. He played he 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 got drafted by a coach that was on the hot seat. Jay Gruden got fired. Then there's the interim coach, and now there's Ron Rivera. So he's played for three coaches in the span of about 
14 games. He's played a career, he's started a career, about a career, what? He's played 14 games in his young career, and he's had three coaches. That 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 that's not sustainable. That that you can't you 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 can't you can't expect for a young quarterback um, that hasn't taken a lot of reps. Just I mean just just think about it. Didn't play much. Didn't play much at Ohio State. He wasn't a two or three year starter at Ohio State. He was a one year starter at Ohio State. Last year he got thrown under the fire. This year he has a new coach, <laughs> and the supporting cast around him. Isn't great, so it does beg me. It, it just, it just, it does beg me to wonder. Hey, I, because I, I thought Washington. I thought the plan with Washington was they're gonna stick it out with Haskins. They're gonna play him the whole entire season. They're gonna see what he has. But it seems like from the standpoint of Ron Rivera, he's looking at it like, well, we have guys that's playing well enough to win football games. And our division is the worst. The NFC, the NFC East is the worst division in football that I have ever seen. Not just this year. No, this is the worst division I have ever seen. And I guess what Ron Rivera is, it, what he's saying is, hey, I got a guy in Kyle Allen who won't turn over the ball and who won't lose us games. And we can win. We, he's going to be good enough for us to win games. And maybe Washington can perhaps steal this division. It won't take much. You only need you only need seven, eight wins to win this division. And I guess from the standpoint of Ron Rivera and how he's thinking, he's thinking like, hey, this isn't a year where we're tanking or or a year where we 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 we're just deciding to lose a bunch of games. No, he's like, we are good enough to win this division, <laughs> which quite frankly. I mean, there's a solid argument to be made that they can win a division. I mean, it's it's that bad. The division's that bad. Now, I don't think they will, but the division's that bad where, as a coach, you're thinking like, I got this backup. I had success with him a little bit in Carolina. Why not? Why not? And... But I do. I just. I. I just. It just seems like Washington is bailing on Dwayne Haskins, and he. He, he got. He got. He got dealt an unfair deck. He got. He got dealt an unfair. Uh, an unfair hand. He. Dysfunctional organization, bad ownership, bad leadership, a bad front office. <laughs> I mean. A, a, a terrible supporting cast, and they're giving. Up, it seems like they're bailing on him because he's the. He's not only he didn't only lose the starting spot, he got bumped down all the way to the third string. So he's not even taking snaps at practice. That says a lot. That says a lot. But to my point that I made on the previous episode, hey. Just look at all the quarterbacks that's that's having success. Look all and what and what is the theme? What is the reoccur, What is the common denominator? They they move. They look, just look. Name them. Name the quarterbacks off the top of your head that are just having success. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, 
John Watson, uh, just name them. Kyla Murray, Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. what do they all have in common? They're mobile. They can extend plays. They can use their legs. That you can move the pocket with them. With Dwayne Haskins, you don't get a lot of that. Dwayne he, the, Haskins, he, he's more of a traditional pocket passer. Even look at the rookies. Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, he's not the most athletic, but he can extend plays. He's really he he he's more mobile than than uh, the Dwayne Haskins. Just look at the trend around the league. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, maybe Washington does what Arizona did a couple years ago. Haskins, it, Haskins, he reminds me of Josh, of, of Josh Rosen. Arizona drafted Josh Rosen. He didn't play well. He had a bad supporting cast. He had a bad offensive line. Josh Rosen, he was a, um, he was a traditional pocket passer quarterback. And... It didn't work out in Arizona. Arizona drafted Kyler Murray. Maybe that is what Washington is looking to do. It doesn't work out with Haskins because it seems like they're bailing on him. It, 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 Haskins, a traditional pocket passer, not really mobile, can't really extend plays. It seems like they're giving up. And hell, who knows? They may draft their next guy in this upcoming draft. That's how I'm looking at it. They may draft their next upcoming guy in this draft. That that that's that's the situation that I'm getting with Washington. And speaking of that division, Dak, okay? Dak. I want to move on. Oh, well, what's my new nickname for Dak? Stat Prescott. Stat Prescott. He's putting up phony numbers. Stat, Dak Prescott, Stat Prescott, he's putting up phony numbers. He's putting up phone, he, he's putting up empty calories, empty stats. But breaking news, Tom Smith is out for the season. Lionel Collins is out for the season. So that means Dak has lost now his best. He, he lost both of his right tackles. And left tackle. Oh, yeah, and I forgot. <laughs> Travis Frederick, Hall of Fame center, he retired. <laughs> so both his tackles are done for the season. His Hall of Fame center is done for forever. His Hall of Fame, his Hall of Fame center retired. And now this has me thinking. Because remember when Dak entered the league? He had everything. He had, he had everything around him. And this is a this is it's not a shot, but it goes back to what I was alluding to with Mahomes. I know Mahomes is great. He's really good. I get that. I'm a I'm a, I love Mahomes. I'm a Mahomes guy. But <laughs> he inherited Andy Reid, <laughs> Alex Smith, Travis Kelsey, the Cheetah, and the good offensive line. And good leadership and a good ownership and a good front office. That's usually not how it works as an NFL quarterback. When you get drafted in the first round, that's usually not how it works. You usually go, you usually end up like 
Sam Darnold with the Jets. You usually end up like that with bad ownership and a bad front office and a bad old offensive line and a coach who snorts crack or coke. You usually end up with something like that. With Dak, he came into the league. Uh, Jason Garrett, who, who was a former quarterback, who, former quarterback in the league, you, you, you came into the league with all of these weapons. You came into the league with a strong offensive line, came into the league with one of the best running backs in football. But now, it's not looking that way. So this, this really shows, and this is going to really show how much money is Dak really worth? What is Dak's worth? Because this is what franchise quarterbacks overcome. This is what, and, and, and your defense is bad. This is what franchise quarterbacks overcome. This is what they overcome. Look at Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson came into the league with, a, with the Legion of Boom and Marshawn Lynch. But I, 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 Russell Wilson's never had a great offensive line. He's never had a great offensive line. And now his defense, his defenses are not that good. <laughs> so, never had the offensive line. And now his defenses are not, are not that good. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has been in the league. He's been in Green Bay for 16 years. Aaron Rodgers. He's been in Green Bay for 16 years. And he's been the starter at, in Green Bay for 13 of those years. Don't you know? He only had he, he he only had one good defense. He only had one defense that was a that was top five in scoring. He only had one defense that's been a top five scoring defense, and that was the year he won the Super Bowl. But ever since then, <laughs> he's had mediocre to below average defenses. But this is what franchise quarterbacks overcome. Let's see if um. Let's see if Stat Prescott can do that. Let's see if Stat Prescott can do that. And, and, and by the way, the Cowboys, I, I was so right about this team. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. I was so right about this football team. I, all, all throughout the offseason, I had Cowboy fans getting on me. I had Cowboy fans getting on me. All throughout the offseason, they got on me. They 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 thought I was so wrong. They thought I was hating. No, no. I all I, all throughout the offseason, I questioned their defense. I questioned their defense. I always questioned their defense. And with the Cowboys, what they have become, they are a team that has a lot of sizzle. Cowboys got a lot of sizzle. They got a lot of sizzle with them. They, you know, they put up, they put up big point totals. They, they throw the ball all across the field. They get, they, you know, it looks fun. It, it's a fun, it's a fun style of football. And we all know that's what Jerry Jones wants. Fun style of football, a bunch of points. But the Cowboys have a lot of sizzle and no substance. <laughs> a lot of sizzle. Cowboys have a lot of sizzle. No substance at all. No substance. That is what they have become. A lot of sizzle. A lot of highlight plays. They're great for a highlight tape. The Cowboys are great for a highlight tape. But they have a lot of sizzle and no substance. 
Um, I'm going to give you guys my week five predictions. Okay, so I'm going to do my week five prediction. I have the, I have my week five predictions. Uh, let's go ahead and get these things out. Okay, so it's – and by the way, it is a weird football schedule. Week five might be the weirdest NFL schedule I have seen ever. Uh, in week five, there was a Thursday night game, of course. There were it's seven one o'clock games. Then you have four four o'clock games. There's a Sunday night game. There's two Monday night games, and there's a Tuesday night game. So the NFL is just taking up everybody. It's taking up everybody's schedule, and it's a weird NFL schedule this week. A Thursday night game, seven one o'clock games. Four four o'clock games, a Sunday night game, two Monday night games, and Tuesday and a Tuesday night game. That is that is interesting, um, and that's all. Most of that is all due to COVID nineteen. <laughs> uh, that shows you the year that uh, we've been having. So, week five predictions. Here they go. Okay, first game on the docket. One o'clock game. Cincinnati Bengals versus the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I, I, I like Joe Burrow. He's been playing some really good football, um, putting up some good point totals. His offensive line, I mean, he, Joe Burrow's the most sacked quarterback in the league. Baltimore has a ferocious defense. Um, Baltimore, Baltimore's defense, you know, it's funny. People, people selling their stock on Baltimore, and I'm like, Baltimore's still a really good football team. They're still a really good football team. Yes, they have a kryptonite. That is the Kansas City Chiefs. But um, that's, that's, that, that's no deal breaker. That shouldn't, that shouldn't be the reason why you're selling your Baltimore stock. So I, I'm going to pick Baltimore to win this game. Baltimore, they're a 12-point favorite. Uh, I'm going to take the points. I think Baltimore, they, they, they try to bounce. They, they have... Um, they try. They continue to bounce back from that Kansas City loss. They beat Washington. Couple easy games. They beat Washington last week. I think they have beat Cincinnati this week. I'm gonna give it a score of 34 to 24. I think Joe Burrow will be able to put up some points, but Baltimore defense will be too suffocating. 34 24. Uh, well, no, 34 21 Baltimore. Uh, so this is an interesting one. The next game on the docket, the Carolina Panthers versus the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons are one point favorites. They are at home. Every time I bet with Atlanta, it doesn't go well. Um, Atlanta, they have so many, they have so many injuries in that secondary. I'm going to go with Carolina, Teddy Bridgewater, He's playing some really good football with, despite not having his best player. Matt Rule has done a good job in Carolina with with uh, with Joe Brady. I'm going to pick the Panthers. Uh, I'm going to take them as the underdog. They're, they're a slight underdog. So this game, Vegas is telling us this game could go either way. I'm going to take Carolina. I think this could be I think this could be a potential a potential shootout. Uh, I'm gonna go with Carolina, twenty-seven to twenty-six. 
I just don't trust Atlanta's defense. And every time I go with Atlanta, they 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 just they just sell me short. Um, next game of the docket, the Kansas City, the the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Chiefs. The the Chiefs are eleven and a half point favorites. This game is at Arrowhead. Um, I think the Chiefs tried. They they bounced back from a tough a tough victory. I mean, it 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 it, it, it didn't seem as smooth. Um, New England gave Kansas City a lot of problems, but with this Raiders defense, I think Patrick Mahomes should be able to feast on this Raiders defense. Um, I don't think the Raiders. I, I just don't think they'll be. I don't think they have enough to keep up with Kansas City. I think this could be this could potentially be a track meet. I'm going to take Kansas City to win this game, 38 to 38 to 27. 38 27 Chiefs. I just the Raiders. Their defense scares me. <clears throat> Next game on the docket: the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the Steelers are seven point favorites. Boy. This is a tough game because I want to pick Philadelphia, but I'm going to pick Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh defense, they right after Indianapolis, Pittsburgh defense is right there. Pittsburgh defense is right there. They only have given up 58 points and I know they I know they only played 3 games unlike the rest of the teams in the league. Um but they gave up 50, they only they, they only gave up 58 points in three games. Um, they're really good against the pass. They have a great pass rush. You know, if 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 somehow some way Carson Wentz can pull another one out of his hat, that'd be great for Philadelphia. But it, I think you're asking too much with with limited weapons with uh, uh, versus a really good defense. I'm gonna take Pittsburgh, but I think it's a tight one. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Pittsburgh to win this game, twenty six to twenty. Twenty six to twenty Pittsburgh. Um, the L.A. Rams versus the Washington Football Team. Now the Rams are a seven and a half point favorite, but I'm gonna tell you guys if you if you guys are betting, I'm gonna tell you guys to be careful in this game and. I'm going to take the Rams, but Washington has a solid front seven. They get Chase Young back this week. The Rams are coming off a, a hard-earned victory, a close victory versus the Giants, um, who are far inferior to the Rams. This could be interesting. I'm going to take the Rams. I don't think this game is a blowout, though, but... Be careful if you're betting against Washington. They play, their defense is legit. Um, Sean McVay, maybe, you know, because with Jared Goff, what's the one thing that messes up and screws up Jared Goff? Pressure. Washington's front seven can create pressure. I, I'm going I'm to go with the Rams, but... Be on the lookout for this game. I'm going to go with the Rams 28, 28 to 20. I just don't think Washington has enough offensively. 
But be on the lookout for this game. Um, next game of the docket, the Arizona Cardinals versus the New York Jets. The Cardinals are seven-point favorites. Uh, the Jets have no Sam Darnold. I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals have lost two straight games. Uh, I think this is the game where Kyler Murray can get back on track. I think DeAndre Hopkins gets back on track. And I think the Cardinals win this game 34, excuse me, 34 to 20. I just don't think the Jets will have enough. Um, the next game of the docket, 1 o'clock game. The Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans are in five and a half point favorites, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm so close to picking the Jaguars. I'm going to pick I'm going to pick the I'm going to pick Houston off of the strength of Deshaun Watson. It it I, I'm you know, after a, after a tough week, they fired Bill O'Brien. I'm going to I'm going to take Deshaun Watson and I'm going to take Deshaun Watson. I'm just hoping I'm just hoping Deshaun Watson has a big time week. You know, he finally can I I guess breathe <laughs> Um, this Jacksonville defense isn't that great, so I'm I, I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Deshaun Watson in a close window, 31-28 Houston. Um, Miami versus the 49ers. The 49ers are nine point favorites. I'm gonna take the 49ers. They get Jimmy Garoppolo back. You guys can hate on Jimmy Garoppolo all you want. <laughs> I was on the Jimmy Garoppolo bandwagon all throughout last year, all throughout the offseason, even when he got banged. I mean, what what is it with Kansas City? You guys, you guys want to give up on Lamar and Baltimore because they lost to Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. Y'all want to give up and y'all y'all swear up and down that Jimmy Garoppolo isn't a good quarterback because he overthrew Emmanuel Sanders. Okay. He outplayed Patrick Mahomes in three quarters of the Super Bowl. And now, I know Kyle Shanahan is great. I know he's great. But he can't win a game without Jimmy Garoppolo. He, can't, he, he, couldn't, beat the, he, he couldn't beat the Eagles who were shorthanded at home. <laughs> he couldn't beat the shorthanded Eagles who are banged up at home. It just shows you how important Jimmy G is. I'm taking the I'm gonna take the 49ers. They get Jimmy Garoppolo back. They finally have George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo Samuel healthy. I'm gonna go with the Niners to win this game. 27 to, to 27 to 17. The 49ers defense has been playing well. Okay. The New York Giants versus the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are eight and a half point favorites. Both of these teams stink. And something has to give. Something has to give with this matchup. The Giants are the Giants have scored. They have the Giants haven't scored a touchdown in two weeks. They haven't scored. I'm not making this up. The Giants haven't scored a touchdown in two weeks. They average 12 points on the season. But on the other hand, the Cowboys' defense is atrocious. 
Did you see those holes that Cleveland... I mean, my grandmother could have ran through those holes that Cleveland was opening up. So something has to give. I think the Cowboys, on paper, they're a better team. But can we sit here today and say the Cowboys are that much better than the Giants? Hell, I don't know. I'm going to take the Cowboys, though. I think this is a big game for Stat Prescott. Stat Prescott will put up good stats, or at least he should. I'm going to take the Cowboys to win this game 31-21 Cowboys. Something has to give. The Cowboys' defense is horrible. The Giants' The Giants' offense is atrocious. Something has to give. I'm going to go with the Cowboys, though. That, that, that game is horrible. This is a really good game. This might be the best. This might be one of the best games of the night, of the day, um, on Sunday. The Indianapolis Colts versus the Cleveland Browns. The Colts are one-point favorites. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pick the Indianapolis Colts. Um, their defense is stellar. I, now, I do think, I do think, like I said, I mentioned this already. Indianapolis, they are limited offensively. But this Cleveland secondary isn't as strong. The Cleveland, the, like, the you, can, you can throw the football versus Cleveland. It, 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 you know, Washington did it. Joe Burrow did it. Dallas did it last week. You can throw the football on this Cleveland defense. But I'm picking Indianapolis because I think they're going to be able to control the run game. Cleveland has no Nick Chubb. I like Kareem Hunt. But I just think boy, I think I just think the Colts defense, the Indianapolis Colts defense, is going to be too suffocating. And I'm going to take the Colts to win this football game 24 to 20. Um, the Minnesota Vikings versus the Seattle Seahawks. Um, this is a Sunday night game. The Seahawks are seven point favorites at home. You got let Russ cook. I'm taking Russell. I'm taking Russell Wilson in the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I think this game is going to be closer than what Vegas is predicting. Um, the, the, the Seahawks are touchdown favorites. That is saying a lot. Now, I know Kirk Cousins, he gets a bad rep for playing bad in prime time, but he's pretty damn good in Sunday Night Football. But I'm going to take the Seahawks. Russell Wilson is playing at an all-time high right now. He's the best quarterback in football. Um, and I just don't trust Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry. I just don't. So I'm going to take the Seahawks to win this football game 35. Oh, no. Here's my score. Yeah, 35 27 Seahawks. Okay. Denver Broncos versus the Giants. This is a, I mean, versus the Patriots. The Denver Broncos versus the Patriots. This is a Monday night game. The Patriots are eight and a half point favorites. This is at Gillette. I'm taking the Patriots. The Broncos have no quarterback. That is easy. The Patriots will win this game 24 to 10. Um, Next, not the next Monday night game, the Chargers, the Chargers versus the Saints. I'm gonna take 
the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints to win this game. They're eight-point favorites. I love this Chargers team. I love with uh, Herbert. I, I, I like Herbert. I, I like Justin Herbert. Strong arm, big kid. Can mo- he can run. He's mobile. I'm going to take the Saints, though. I think this this could be a really good game. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Saints to win thirty one. Oh well, no, no. twenty seven to twenty three Saints. Twenty seven twenty three Saints. I got the Saints winning this football game. That is who I have winning. And then lastly on Tuesday night, Jesus, um, <clears throat> the Buffalo Bills versus the Titans. Um, I'm gonna go with the Bills. I told you guys I like the Bills. Josh Allen has taken his game to the next level. I think he's an MVP candidate. Um, The Titans, they're they're limited offensively. And plus, get this, the Titans, they beat Denver by the skin of their teeth. They beat Minnesota by the skin of their teeth. They beat the Jaguars by the skin of their teeth. The Titans have played in a lot of close games. You guys can view that as negative or positive, but... I just think offensively they're limit. They can be very limited at times, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm ride with the Bills. I think the Bills win this game. This is gonna be a really good football game. I think the Bills win this game. Thirty oh well. Thirty six thirty seven. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Thirty seven to twenty. Six. 37-26 Bills. I have my scores mixed up. 37-26 Bills. Uh, that is what I'm going. I'm picking the Bills to win that game. So that is going to do it for the week five predictions. <clears throat> so um, like I mentioned, this is a Friday. I usually do Saturdays. I don't know the outcome of game five of the NBA Finals. Uh, I picked the Lakers to win the series in six games. Uh, let's see if they can do it in five games. I think LeBron's going to have a big night. I think LeBron's going to have a really big night. Uh, let's see if um, let's see if the supporting cast can back them up and, uh, and and close out this deal versus the Miami Heat. But I originally picked the Lakers to win in six games. Uh, I'm going to pick them tonight to close off the series. Once again, this is a very weird episode because I usually do Saturday podcasts and this will be out on a Saturday. This will be available, um, whatever DSPs you guys listen to, this will be available on Saturday morning, but I'm doing this on Friday instead of Saturday. So it's Friday. I don't know the outcome of game five. Uh, I don't. (laughs) I gave you guys my predictions, my top 10 teams, and some more thoughts. Uh, That's going to, yeah, we are getting close to the end. (laughs) We're getting close to the end. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast. Uh, Once again, weird scheduling. Weird scheduling for the NFL part. Weird scheduling for my part on on my hand. But this is a Friday. It's going to be uploaded on Saturday, and it's going to be available on Saturday. But this is a Friday. It's going to be on DSPs on Saturdays, but this is a Friday. So I'm not. I'm doing it on Friday. <laughs> this is not a. Um, 
This is not the typical Saturday podcast. Just wanted to make that clear. But I catch you guys later. Catch you guys on Wednesday. Uh, give you my thoughts, my breakdowns on week five and the NBA finals. Whatever happens, whether it, whether they're, you know, whether the Lakers win game five or the Heat win game five and the Lakers win a six, it don't matter. We're going to talk about that on a Wednesday. I catch you guys on the next episode. Always, always remember two choices, one decision, and I am out.